Hello and welcome to Hauntedly. This is the second of my listener-submitted story episodes. In this episode, I'm going to be reading off listener-submitted stories and or stories that I have found and asked permission to use off of Reddit or other websites. Um, Some of these are really awesome stories. And if you have a story you would like me to share on the podcast, I am always open to any story you have to send, and I would love to see them. Uh, You can email it to me at hauntedlypodcast at gmail.com, and I will read them as I get them, because, you know, without listeners, there can not be listener story episodes. So just a thought. I really hope you guys are enjoying the the podcast. I, I really enjoy doing it. And to those of you who have listened and downloaded, uh, thank you very much. And to my subscribers, all, I think, five of you, you are fantastic and I love you. So I I really appreciate the fact that you guys are taking the time to listen to my podcast because without you, there wouldn't be a podcast. I I find this very, I, I like doing this. It's a lot of fun for me. And without listeners and subscribers, I can't do that. So Thank you very much. And if there is something that you want to see or um, a format that you really dislike or like, I'm open to all suggestions and, you know, comments, whatever you have to say. I would love to hear it. So you can write a comment. I would love some reviews just because reviews help you on the grand scheme of the interwebs to get noticed more so I can get more listeners. I would also love it if you could share the pod, if you like the podcast. Recommend it to people you know that you think would like it as well. Family members, friends, strangers on the street, you know, whatever makes you happy. I just wanted to put that out there that I am really enjoying it. I'm going to try some different things over the next few episodes. I I don't want to deviate too much from what I'm doing because I kind of like the way I'm doing things. But I am always open to suggestions and change. So we will try some things and see how they go. But I am not going to ramble anymore. So we're going to get to the stories. The first story is actually mine. It is from college. It's, it's a short but sweet story. Sweet being a relative term. When I was in my junior and senior year of college, I lived in an on-campus apartment with five other girls. There were three rooms, a shared bathroom, and a common area with a tiny kitchen. My roommate and I lived at one end of the apartment, just off the common area. She and I both had an interest in the supernatural and had had experiences before. Sometimes we talked about it, but at no point did anything come up about ghost stories on campus, mainly because there really weren't any ghost stories on campus that we knew about. There was one rumor of a ghost in a gazebo, but other than that, it wasn't a thing that anyone really talked about. Most of the time, our apartment was fine. The biggest problems that we had in the apartment was a tendency to flood once a semester, usually because someone upstairs did something stupid with a toilet or a shower, and a bad habit of attracting small snakes once a year. That being said, I can honestly say I never liked the room at the other end of the apartment. The door was right next to the bathroom door, and I often felt like someone was watching me from the doorway. Even when it was shut, even when people were in it, it didn't matter. It was like there was someone just on the other side and they were always angry with you, like you had done something that they didn't like and they were fuming about it, but you had no idea what you'd done. I could even say that it felt like a man. In my mind's eye, I could see him, but I never actually saw him physically, but it was always the same 
impression that I got. It was a man with dark hair, dark eyes, 20-something, wearing a white undershirt type of t-shirt and dark pants, and very, very angry. I always chalked this up to watching too many ghost shows or my own late-night paranoia. I noticed it most when I was there alone, which surprisingly was more frequently than you would think with an apartment full of six girls. I had a tendency to stay up far too late, like most college students, and I couldn't go to bed without a shower. I hated showering and being there alone. Sometimes on those nights, it sort of felt like that presence moved out into the common area outside our door. After almost a whole year of this, I finally said something to my roommate. I don't remember what brought the conversation up, but I admitted that something didn't feel right and I asked if she ever felt that way. To my surprise, she said yes. I told her it felt like an angry man and before I could even describe what I had sort of felt like he looked like, she agreed and started talking about how she thought he looked. She saw exactly the same thing in her head that I did. We didn't do anything about it. We, we had no idea what we would have done anyway. And frankly, although we were uncomfortable sometimes, it wasn't constant and it never actually came in the room. So we sort of let it go. It was an on-campus apartment and we knew we had a finite amount of time there. And other than spooking us once in a while, there was nothing else happening. But it was a relief to get some validation from her and kind of amazing that even though we had never talked about it before, we saw exactly the same thing. Story number two is from Reddit and it's from Paranormal Night Owl. Hi, I'm a 23 year old female and I'm also Indian and Muslim, if that helps. And I'm not sure if this fits, but it might. I was reading some old stuff I'd written about a possible ghostly encounter. Back in late 2016, I was 19, and if I remember correctly, it was mid to late November. It was around 7 to 8 p.m., and I was walking into the kitchen to get a snack. I stopped, thinking I'd heard someone say my name, and I turned around. I looked towards the living room and saw a stranger sitting on my living room sofa. This person was wearing a white Anarkali dress, which is a South Asian dress. It was definitely a woman because of the dress and the figure was sitting with one leg over the other and their elbow propped up on their leg. I never did get a look at their face. I then looked away and I'm not sure I remember why I looked away, but when I turned back to look again, no one was there. A few days later, I was in my front yard sweeping my walkway and I crouched down to get something I dropped. When I lifted my head up, I saw someone in front of me. It was a female's figure, and the figure was wearing some pretty kick-ass white heels and a white Anarkali dress, and I immediately recognized it as the dress I'd seen a few days prior. I then stood up, but no one was there. So what do you guys think? Was it possibly a ghost or merely hallucinations? I searched up a woman in white, but it comes back as a story of a woman who died in childbirth and other horrible deaths. I did my week research for a bit after it happened and then gave up because one, I was lazy, and two, I couldn't get any answers that seemed to explain it. Also, many articles discourage the thought of seeing ghosts. Nor do I think it was an angel because all the articles said angels are like a light source of some kind. I also didn't really think it's a djinn either because they typically bother people for fun and stuff, so I've heard and read, but this seemed super harmless. So what do you think? So for this one, 
I actually don't know. I would lean towards some kind of ghost or maybe a family member checking in on you. Um, but it is kind of strange that you, I don't think it would be a hallucination because I would think that you weren't doing anything either time that would be out of character and you don't say you were sick or anything. So maybe it was just a ghost checking in to see what you, what you were doing. But if anybody has any suggestions, feel free to comment on the, the show notes or go into Reddit. I will put the link to this Reddit post on the show notes page. I will also put a link. She sent me a link to the uh, a picture of the dress. The uh, Anarkali dress is a South Asian type of dress, which is really pretty. I will post a link so you can see what that looks like if you want to look it up on the show notes page. Story number three is from Gilvantar. I hope I pronounced that right. From Reddit. I was nine years old, camping deep in the woods with my uncle and stepfather in Paraguay many years ago. I couldn't sleep at night due to several voices I heard as a cold wind blew through the tent. They were speaking in a language I couldn't understand. When I opened my eyes to look outside for people walking nearby, I spotted the silhouette of an animal. It was walking like a person but lacked arms and was moving among the darkness and trees close to the tent. Scared, I laid back down as if asleep and squeezed my eyes shut, not moving a muscle. I was so afraid to move, thinking that it would alert the thing to our presence, that I didn't dare wake up my stepfather nor my uncle sleeping by my side. I was closest to the tent entrance. At one point, when the winds quieted down, I opened my eyes and saw the creature close to the tent entrance, checking inside, a mere meter away from me. I think I must have fainted due to the fright, but some detail stuck with me before that happened. It was big and hairy, with the head of what looked like a dog. Its limbs were half cut off, and it was standing on all fours on what would be its elbows or knees because it had no forearm or lower leg. In the morning, I told my uncle, who was Paraguayan, and he told me I shouldn't have whistled after dark. It attracts bad things in the woods. I have no idea if he didn't believe me and was just dicking me over with the whistle thing, but yeah, I never went back there, and I don't intend to. If I saw, it sounds like, um, I believe it's called the Dog Man. I have a friend that says she saw the Dog Man in Michigan when they were camping. This is kind of what it sounds like is a dog man type creature. Um, but this is our first cryptid story. I'd like to point that out, which I'm very excited that there was a cryptid story in this. But this is really creepy. And I would be I would probably faint with fright, too, if I looked at the front of the tent after seeing a very strange shape and it was close enough for me to be able to see all of these details. I probably would pass out, too, and hope that it didn't eat me in the process. And I've never heard the whistling in the woods thing before. I've heard about whistling. I've heard that there's some superstitions with whistling. Maybe it's in underground. I can't remember exactly. But I don't remember ever hearing it about the woods. So I'm going to have to look into that more. Is that a thing that, that you have heard of before? The whistling in the woods? I'm curious. Um, what kind of whistling superstitions people have heard about? And story number four is from Reddit, from Joe Ruins Things is the username. When I was about nine, my brothers and I stayed at my grandparents for a weekend. They lived out in the boondocks in an area that had just been cleared and started to become developed. 
They were the fourth house built there, but the neighborhood next to the area was fully developed and populated. One night we, my grandparents, my aunt, myself, and three brothers, were all sitting outside in the light of a light post that was next to our house and by the, what was still dirt, road. We were watching a TV that was sitting on the windowsill but pointed outside. Those were warm nights in Mexico, so we sat outside in the cool breeze in the night. Out of nowhere, we start to hear a lot of barking. The dogs from the neighborhood nearby had started barking at something all at once. The barking reached the second neighborhood and immediately the barking became an army. I've never heard anything like it since. So many dogs barking at once, some crying, some howling, it was insanity. Suddenly we realized the dogs were coming en masse down the street towards us. We all jumped up to attention and just stared down the street. There, by the farthest light post, a group of dogs came into view. And then more, and then more. The street was covered in dogs, except for one spot right in the middle. They were all barking at this spot. My grandfather quickly grabbed his shotgun and walked right towards the mass of barking chaos. He thought it was a wild animal and the dogs were chasing it. He was one light post distance away when he stopped, put his shotgun down and walked back to us. He told my grandma, this is of no use here, gesturing at the shotgun. This one's on you. My grandmother was an extremely devoted Catholic and carried her Bible everywhere. It sat by the TV and she rushed over to grab it and quickly looked for a page on it. The dogs reached the light post my grandfather was at earlier and we saw it. There, in the middle of the dog pack, a woman walking down the street. She got closer and I saw what grandfather saw. She was floating about a foot off the ground. She was still making the gesture of walking, but her feet were nowhere near the ground. The dogs would take turns trying to bite her feet, but upon their attempt, they would cry as if hurt and run back, and another dog would take its turn, and so on and on. My aunt became terrified and grabbed us kids. She tried to cover our eyes and yelled at us to not look at it. It became evident to me that this was a serious thing happening when she, my aunt, a non-Catholic, started praying. We were more curious than anything, weirded out by the scene, but not scared, yet. My grandmother had started praying, and the dogs dissipated when they reached her. They just ran off in all directions. About 60 or more dogs that were still there. That's when I saw her up close and my life changed. She had wavy hair that was flowing behind her as she walked, and no face. Nothing like, like a blur, but it was flat, hard to describe. The terror overtook me at that point, and I couldn't look away. Her dress was an old-timey summer dress that would cover the shoulders and drop to just above her ankles. I could almost see a print on it. Her feet were transparent, as was the bottom of her dress that trailed behind her like smoke, but not like smoke, like it was torn. She had a slight glow to her, like she was walking in midday, but her color was gone. She was pale, her dress was pale, and her hair was white, and no face. Our cries at that point triggered both my grandfather and my aunt to pull us into the house. As I was making my way into the house, I looked back and saw my grandmother holding her Bible and confronting this being face to face. We could hear a woman screaming very loudly and suddenly crying and cursing. 
we looked out the window to see the woman in white rapidly float over a nearby drainage canal and disappear. My grandmother walked back inside with a big grin on her face and all she said was, don't worry, she won't be back. I was forced to become a believer that day. I didn't ask for it, nor did I want it. I suddenly was just a believer. And they go on to add, I'd like to point out that they have multiple people as witnesses of the events. My aunt and brothers can and will recall that event as I described it, and my grandparents used to talk about it all the time when they were alive. So there were witnesses who all remember it and did see it. This story is, I loved this story, mostly because it is so creepy. First of all, the fact that there were all these dogs surrounding her, but they couldn't really touch her, that would be creepy enough. But the fact that when he pointed out, she has no face. I can't think of a more creepy thing than seeing some kind of spirit or ghost or thing, but it has no face. Ew, just send shivers. I have no solutions as to what this might have been or anything like that, but I just thought it was so creepy and such a good story. All right, so those are the stories for today. I am going to stop there. I have some great stories. I actually have enough to start the next listener episode, but I don't have enough to finish it. So if you have a story you would like to share, I would love to hear it. Again, you can send it to hauntedlypodcast at gmail.com. You can get all the show notes with all the links to all of these posts and the the, uh, pictures of the dress and everything on hauntedlypodcast.com. And I would like to thank you again for listening to my podcast. If you liked it, I would ask you to review it, recommend it to a friend, and help me continue to make the podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it, that you will subscribe, rate, and review Hauntedly on whatever platform you use. Uh, my goal is that there is a an episode every week. Right now, I am aiming to post them on Sundays. If you'd like to connect, I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon, and you can find all the links to all the things on my website, which is hauntedlypodcast.com. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you have a spooktastic day. And remember, if one door opens when another door closes, your house is probably haunted. See you later.